let's go to 2 Kings, 2 Kings, chapter number 2, 2 Kings, chapter number 2. Man, uh, well, wasn't Sunday a good day? Anybody have a good day on Sunday? I have a good day. Um, got to be lazy the rest of the day, so that was good. Uh, for the most part, anyway. Um, all right, Second Kings chapter number two. Um, there's a couple, couple little things uh, that we're going, we're going to cover tonight. Uh, now, I, I seen something, so I preached out of a, I preached on Elijah. I don't know if anybody's picked up on it yet, but I probably preached, I don't know, three or four sermons. In the last, nobody pays attention. So, I don't know, three months, two two months on Elijah on Wednesday nights, and uh, so I kind of been studying this whole Elijah and Elisha thing, and and uh, a little bit, not nothing crazy, but a little bit, just kind of diving into, you know, on Wednesday nights I, I do, and I probably am going to change that here uh, one of these days. Uh, into more, maybe more of a book study. I, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do yet. But um, I kind of, just the stuff I study, the stuff that I study and the practical stuff that I look at uh, that God talks to me on and deals with me on, that's what I kind of bring in here on Wednesday night. Sunday morning, uh, you know, it's a little bit more of, of a focus kind of deal. And so when I, I was reading uh, St. Kings chapter number 2, and I want you to see something that I've seen. I think it's I think it's a really intriguing deal. Uh, we're we're actually going to have to read uh, a few verses tonight to get the whole understanding. We're going to start in verse one, uh, read down through verse eighteen to kind of get the whole understanding of, of what's going on. So you and me, we're all on the same page. All right. So I think if you can see it like I see it, it'll be a pretty cool deal for you. Um, we're going to look if if you want to kind of start looking at it. We're going to look at at the flesh and the spirit from Second Kings chapter number two. And I think you can see the picture when we get there, but but I, and I hope you can. But let's let's start reading, and we'll read down through verse number. Uh, we'll read down through verse number eighteen. I'll try to emphasize maybe some places that you need to pick up on. But but let's take let's 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 take it as it comes, and and you just ask the Lord to speak to you. You can do that tonight. Amen. All right. All right. Second Kings chapter two and verse number one. It came to pass. When the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind, that Elijah went with Elisha to Gilgal. So, um, how many of you, you might have heard this old story years ago? This is Elisha. I mean, this is one of those stories in the Bible that a lot of people do know. Uh, Elijah's being taken out. Elisha is sitting there watching it. There's been a lot of paintings that's been painted over the years. Really cool deal. Uh, it's actually a picture of the tribulation period. Uh, but... Nonetheless, Elisha has been following Elijah around for some time now. And Elijah, Elisha gets to see Elijah taken up from the Lord in a whirlwind. So, uh, look, look, look let's, let's keep reading. Verse 2, And Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Bethel. And Elisha said unto him, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel. And the sons of, prophet, uh, sons of the prophets that were at Bethel came forth to Elisha and said unto him, 
Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head to the, uh, today? And he, say, he said, Yea, I know it. Hold ye your peace. Now, uh, this is interesting because uh, to get the right context, the sons of the prophet that were at Bethel came forth to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from, uh, uh, from thy head today? So the sons of the prophet, why is that such a big deal? Because when we get to verse 15, we're really going to need to zone in on these dudes uh, to figure out what the heck they're actually saying and what they're doing. It's a really big deal. Uh, but right now they're saying, they came to Elijah, the sons of the prophets came to Elijah, uh, Elisha, and said, Elijah's going to be take, taken away today. Do, are you sure you understand how all this is going to work? And Elisha says, yeah, I know it. Don't, don't be going around talking about it. So let, let's carry on. Verse 4. And Elijah said unto him, Elisha, tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Jericho, as he said, as the Lord, and he said, as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they came to Jericho, and the sons of the prophets that were at Jericho came to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he answered, Yea, I know it, hold your peace. So now uh, they went from Bethel, now the sons of the prophets says, uh, they're, they're Jericho, and they're saying the same thing again. Hey, don't you know that the Lord is going to take, uh, is going to take Elijah? And he's, yeah, I, I know it, all right? Verse 6, And Elijah said unto him, Tarry, tarry I pray thee here, for the Lord hath sent me to Jordan. And he said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And the two went on, and fifty men of the sons of the prophets went and stood to view afar off. And the two stood by Jordan. And they two stood by Jordan. So this is Elijah and Elisha. There's 50 men of the sons of, prophet, uh, sons of the prophets uh, that went and, and they stood uh, to view afar off. So they're kind of getting this stadium seating kind of deal going on. They're wanting to see what's fixing to happen because they knew it was going to happen. Uh, now you might ask what the sons of the prophets are. They're, it's kind of like a, a school, if you would. And um, we, we believe that Elijah is the one schooling these guys. So they're kind of like, like, like prophets in training is what they are. And, um, but they're viewing it far off. They're looking far off and they're seeing all this. And Elijah and Elisha are standing there. And, and, and look, uh, verse number 8. And Elisha took his mantle and wrapped it together and smote the water. And they, divide, and they were divided hither and thither so that the two went over on dry ground. It came to pass when they were gone over that, Elisha, that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. And he said, Thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it will not be so. And it came to pass, so they, as they went on and talked, that behold, they appear, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. Okay, here's the big deal. And Elisha saw it and he cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel, and the horsemen thereof, and he saw him no more, and he took hold of his own clothes and rent them in two pieces. Now, um, that's this is a big deal, right? Uh, Elisha, Elisha is now on his own. Uh, he's asked for a double portion, 
And what Elijah said, if you see me when I'm gone, you, you'll be able to get the double portion. Uh, now, there's a lot of preaching that can take place in this, and maybe one day we'll go back and do it. But right now, uh, for the sake of where we're going to get to tonight, uh, we, we need to understand the context so we can get to verse number 15. Uh, verse 13, And he took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him, and went back, and he stood by the bank of Jordan. So this mantle is... Um, it, it's, uh, I, get, I guess you'd almost call it like a, like a, a shroud, kind of like a shroud that he would put around his, uh, maybe put on his shoulders, around his neck or something like that. This, this shroud, this mantle fell from heaven. And, uh, and so what, what, does, uh, what does Elisha do? He takes, he takes this, this mantle and he smote the waters and he said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he, had smitten, uh, when he had also smitten the waters, they parted hither and thither, and Elisha went over. Now, verse 15. Big, big deal. And when the sons of the prophets, which were to view it at Jericho, saw him, they said, the spirit of Elijah doth rest on Elisha. Now, why is all that such a big deal? Well, here, here's what happens. They came to meet him, and they bowed themselves to the ground before him. So the sons of the prophets that were following Elijah, that were at Bethel, that showed up at, at, uh, that, that showed up at Jericho, that now are 50 of them are viewing this scene afar off at, at, Jor at the Jordan, they're now saying the spirit of Elijah doth rest on Elisha. And, and then they said, they, how did they know this? Well, because he smote the waters and the, the, the river Jordan parted hither and thither. And so they just got done seeing the dude they've been following this whole time do that. And now they understand that the spirit of Elijah, doth re it, it's resting. It's resting on Elisha. So they came to meet him, and, and what happens? They bow themselves. So, so you, you, don't, you don't bow yourself before somebody you don't really respect, right? You don't bow yourself before somebody that you don't really think is, I mean, the, 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 this is a sign of, of, of the utmost respect. Verse 16, notice the, the scene and how it changes. And they said unto him, Behold now. Behold now. <laughs> all right, so now that all this is over with, Elijah, now that, uh, Elijah, now that all this spiritual, this spiritual stuff's over with, now that you've parted the waters and we, we were viewing afar off and we seen the chariot of fire and the chariot of horsemen, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the horses of fire and the chariot of fire, now that we've seen all that and then we've seen you do the great work that you've done, here, here's, behold now, there be with thy servants, you ready? Fifty strong men. Let them go, we pray thee, and seek thy master. Lest peradventure, are you ready for this nonsense? Lest peradventure the Spirit of the Lord hath taken him up and cast him upon some mountain or into some valley. Does that sound like the Spirit of the Lord at all? 
No, 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 no. There's nothing in this whole thing. We, we had flipped the script when we said, Behold now, there be with thy servants, you ready for this, 50 strong men. Like we just got done seeing Elijah part the water with, Elisha, with Elijah's mantle. And now you think you need 50, what is it? What does the Bible say? Strong men. I don't know if you know this or not, but you, you probably heard me say it about a thousand times. The arm of the flesh, and I don't care whose arm it is, will fail you. But what is the first reaction? What's the first reaction? When tragedy hits to carnal people, the first reaction is we need strong men. We need strength. We need some strength in this thing. So, so let, let, let them go. We pray thee and seek thy master. Let's peradventure. The spirit of the Lord hath taken him up and cast him in some mountain or in some valley. And he said, ye shall not sin. And they urged him till he was ashamed. And he said, sin. They sent therefore fifty men. And they sought three days but found him not. And when they come to him again, for he tarried at Jericho, he said unto them, did I not say unto you, go not? So, 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 so we got this group of men, and, and it, what's important is you got this group of men that had been following Elijah, and they knew that, the, that Elijah was going to be taken up. And now all of a sudden, they realize that the spirit of Elijah has fell to Elisha. The spirit that was on Elijah in, 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 in the, in the uh, previous chapters in 1 Kings has now fallen on Elisha. And we know from 2 Kings that Elisha does twice as many works as Elijah did. But I want you to look. They're, they're, they're in... This ain't a word. But we can create this one just to make sure we understand what I'm talking about. What looks like they're in tuneness with the Lord. Remember what they did? Elijah, Elisha, you need to know that Elijah's going to be taken up today. Is everybody tracking with me? Do you know that? Do you know that Elisha's going to... Yeah, yeah, I know Elijah's going to be taken up today. Hold your peace, remember? I know that, just, just hold your peace. Remember, they, they, were so, they were so anticipating this event that they went, 50 of them went and stood afar off. You remember that? They got the stadium seating. I mean, think about it. They're down at the Jordan River, and, 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 and there's, maybe they're standing up in the valley, uh, the, the, the top of this valley, and they're looking down. They're looking down, and, and, and they're watching this whole thing unfold. And they're in tuneness with the Lord. It all of a sudden changes. They're no longer in tune with the Lord. They now want 50 strong men to go and hunt down Elijah. Why does there in in why does the seemingly most in tune people in the crowd all of a sudden turn bitter? Because this is this is a form of bitterness. They don't like what's happening and they don't like how it's happening, so they're like, well, we got to go back and get what we just previously had. They all of a sudden, they went from in tune with the Lord, now they're spiritually immature. <laughs> now, now they're like, oh yeah, we gotta go, we got to figure this thing out in our own means. We're going to send 50 guys out. Why? Well, because we don't really believe that the Spirit of the Lord is strong enough to do what, what He said He'd do. 
So we need 50 strong men. We, you, know what, you know what that tells you and me? It's kind of like when me and you, when tragedy hits, and me and you do all kinds of stupid stuff instead of trust the Lord. It's kind of like when tragedy hits and we're all like, oh man, we got to fix this. Like we were walking in the Spirit. And, and, and ain't it just like us? We say all the right things. And then the tragedy hits and we don't know nothing. We say all the right things. Oh, God is good. Man, I, Man, don't you know that the Lord, he's just doing wonderful things. Man, look at this. We're praising the Lord. We're praising the Lord. And something comes our way that seems tragic and we fall apart and say all kinds of stupid things. It's crazy. I've watched more Christians claim depression that were nowhere near depressed after a small, insignificant portion of their life got tragic for 30 days. 30 days. That's all it took. All it took was 30 days and somebody's going to a doctor hunting a pill bottle down. You kidding me? You kidding me right now? 30 days completely rocked your world? Boy's been, boy's been following Elijah for years. These dudes have been following Elijah for years, and now all of a sudden, man, we we now now we're we're talking about axe heads floating up out of the out of the out of the creek. We're talking about dead boys raised back to life. We're talking about Elisha dried up the waters. Elisha, man, he pronounced judgment on Israel, and there was no more water. We're talking about a mill barrel that never run dry. We're talking about a cruise of oil that never run dry. You, are, are you tracking with me when I say that? I'm talking about they seen and they knew that God was real and that God was powerful and that God was raising dead folks and that God was doing big things. And, and You remember, he's the one that called down fire. He's the one that, that, that put the sacrifice, dumped gallons and gallons and gallons of water on it. God he, he prayed a 63-word prayer, calls down fire from heaven, and God licks up the water. And these boys knew it. And what do they do? The moment tragedy hits. The moment tragedy hits. Uh, hey, hey, uh... Hey, we got 50 strong men over here. Um, we don't like what's happened, so we need to get our flesh involved. We don't like the situation that we're in, so we need the flesh. We've been dependent on the Lord all this time, but now because we don't like it, we need the flesh. Hello, somebody. When we don't like it, you know what we do? Well, by God, if God ain't going to handle it right now, I'm going to. Well, God, if you're going to make me wait, to heck with you, I'll handle it. God, if you're going to make me wait, I'm not, you know, look, I ain't got 30 days, God. You got to do something right now. God, I ain't got time to wait on Elisha to look, for me to figure out that Elisha is all he needs to be. God, I ain't got time for so-and-so to get to mature up and grow to where I feel like I can respect him now. 
God, I ain't got time to wait on my wife. God, I ain't got time to wait on my husband. God, I ain't got time to wait on the body of Christ. God, I ain't got time. So, what do we do? We go find some strong people. Usually it's us. We get real strong in the flesh. And we do really dumb stuff. Like try to go hunt down Elijah because we're telling God that God might have dropped him off on some mountain somewhere. You just seen uh, uh, fiery horses, which is which is pretty wild. You just seen Elijah crawl up in a chariot of fire, like a like a like a little house on the prairie, Laurel Ingle chariot. You understand what I'm saying? Like a wagon, but not just any wagon, a wagon of fire. And you think God created that wagon of fire and those horses of fire? And, and, and you're going to be so carnal to say, man, he, he, pro- he, he probably cast him on some mountain or left him off in some valley. For real? You really believe that junk? You know what? We spew out junk we don't really believe because we want to get in the middle of it. What's happened is, is the sons of the prophets... They are people that are operating in the power of their flesh. So I want to I want to look. I I don't know. I probably won't make it through. I, I think I got three or four things. I'm not sure. I think we can look at the sons of the prophets and see some truth in our own life. Me, me included. See some truth in our own life. That that we do just like the sons of the prophets did. After we've seen God work, I'm not talking about I'm not talking about ignorant folks. I'm not talking about people that ain't seen God. I'm talking about people that seen God work. I'm talking about people that seen God save their families. I'm talking about that seen God the people they stare in the mirror at every single morning. You watch God change that person, and yet somewhere in time, we do exactly what the sons of the prophets did. Why was Elijah not with them anymore? Why was Elijah not with them anymore? Well, the 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 without uh, tricking you, <laughs> without tricking you, Elijah wasn't with them anymore because it wasn't God's will for him to be with them anymore. That's pretty simple, right? <laughs> it's a pretty simple conclusion. Well, how do you know that? Well, obviously, it was God's will to take him, right? So God's will was for Elijah not to be with them anymore. So it was God's will for Elijah to be taken up in that chariot of fire. Does that make sense? Here's here's where they got crossways. Their heart was this. We want what God has taken from us even though we know it's God's will for him to be taken from us. What a crazy place to be. You remember remember what happened at Bethel? Remember what happened at Bethel? Sons of the prophets, they came up to Elisha and they said, Hey man, you, you, you know, God's going to take Elijah today. Yeah, I know, I know. 
I ain't, I ain't leaving his side. Get down to Jericho. He said, hey, hey, you know that God's going to take, sons of the prophets, you know that God's going to take Elijah today. Who knew it was God's will for, for Elijah to be taken? The, the sons of the prophets. They knew it was God's will till they didn't like God's will. How many of us operate the same way? We know it's God's will till we don't like that it is God's will. And we're all good in the hood till we don't like it. We're all good, man. We're, we're, we're fine till we don't like it. Well, God, I know it's your will. And, and, and look, it's going to be cool when it happens. Then it happens and it's like, oh, man, that's not God's will no more. That's not God's will, man. It can't be God's will. Why can't it be God's will? Because you don't like it? Because I don't like it? Could it just be that in the midst of God's will not looking like what we figured it was going to look like that God just wants to be glorified? Could it just be that God wants us to die to our flesh and our opinions and our thought processes and say, you know what, God, you're glorified. Now let's just glorify the Lord in it. Even though it don't look like what we think it should look like, let's just glorify the Lord in it. So they wanted what God had taken from them. That's how the flesh works. The flesh wants what God has taken 